Good morning, Groveport United Methodist Church, and shalom. I'm Brian Schleppy. I am your lay leader and worship guide today, and, and next Sunday I've been appointed for uh, the month of September. So, I am joined today by our pastor, Rick Burke, our choir director and music director, Terry Christensen, and of course, the lovely lady that tickles the ebony and ivory keys on both the organ and the piano, we've got Nancy Wilkerson in the back. So, before we get on to the announcements, I think we have to uh, pay tribute to our sponsors. So, I wanted to let you know that today's service is brought to you by the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In business of loving on, advocating for, and saving sinners, even sinners like me. Also brought to you this week by the book of Colossians and the Gospel of Matthew. And to a nod to Sesame Street, stay tuned because the letters this week are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. On to the announcements. Uh, next Sunday, you kids... Here for pizza with your parents to, to meet the pastor. Uh, we've got a Bible study that's ongoing, Simon Peter, flawed but faithful, on Thursdays. Uh, that's at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Grief share is later on Thursdays at 7 p.m. And Pastor Rick is going to have a pet blessing on Sunday, October 8th at 2 p.m. And today, this is wonderful, the altar flowers are in honor of Ed and Shirley's 65th wedding anniversary. Oh. Hallelujah. That's a blessing. So if you would uh, join me, let's read uh, the breakthrough prayer together. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you're already doing for us. Amen. Now let us calm our hearts, quiet our minds, and enter into an attitude of worship.
Nancy. Let's all stand this morning for our opening hymn, God of Grace and God of Glory. join me in the call to worship. Our help is in God, who calls us to worship. Our hope is in love, that calls us to care. Come, let us bring our full selves to worship. Let us bring our full love and care. And now the hymn in his time. Yeah. 
first scripture reading this morning is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23 from the New International Version. <clears throat> the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now... He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish, and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Let us read together the affirmation of faith. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him, God was pleased to reconcile himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the body of his cross. seated. Well, this morning, I have the privilege of 
being part of the wonderful sacrament of baptism as well as the reception of, of new members here at Groveport United Methodist. So at this time, I'd like to ask uh, Pam and George and Salome to come forward. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All of this is God's gift offered to us without price. This morning, I present to you George A. Tirio for baptism, and George, uh, again, George A. Tirio, uh, Salome Dokwa, and Pam Gentry for church membership. On behalf of the whole church, I ask each of you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness Reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin. If so, answer, I do. Do you accept the freedom and the power God gives you to resist evil and justice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, answer, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. If so, answer, I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in all the world? If so, answer, I will. And do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, answer, we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? And with God's help, where you proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ? If so, answer, we will. We will. Well, let's go ahead and do the baptism first. So I'd like to ask George to come forward. Absolutely. 
Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos and you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light, in the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Let us declare Christ's works to all nations, his glory among all the people. Let us pray. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin, and to clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. Amen. George, I baptize you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, Allow your grace and power to fall upon George this day. Help him always, forevermore, to know your love and care. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's show some congratulations for George and his step in... And now, I ask all three of you, as members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, answer, I will. As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, answer, I will. I will. All right. Would you guys turn around? And let's welcome the newest members of our church family. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your loving care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love.
May the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you, that you may live in grace and peace all the days of your life. Amen. Thank you. And got a couple of certificates. There's a couple for George. One for Salome. And I'll get yours as soon as we're done. Sure. What is my first job as a member? <laughs> Your first job as a member? You're going to preach the sermon today. <laughs> I thought you knew that. Oh! Oh, I didn't explain that part. Oh. Well, you know what? The first job is whatever God wants you to do. How's that? Is that better? All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. You can see. You're all thinking, well, Pastor Rick, that's why more people aren't joining our church right there. <laughs> I know the problem. Well, now is the time in which we can come together as the body of Christ and share our joys and concerns with one another and, and bring them before the Lord. If you have a prayer concern, I would invite you to fill out a, a blue prayer request card. You can just drop that into the uh, offering plate. Uh, if you are at home, uh, or during the week, if you have a prayer concern, you can always email us. The email address uh, for our prayer concerns is right there on the screen uh, behind me. Or if you're watching at home, it'll be right there on, on the screen uh, next to me. And uh, you can also always call the church with your prayer requests or even drop us a line. The Lord is always with us. The Lord always hears our prayers. Let us be in a time and an attitude of prayer. Let's all sing. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Let's sing that again.
God is always with us. He is here with us this morning. If you feel led, you are invited to come forward and to kneel at the rail and, and someone will pray with you during this time of prayer. Let us share our joys and our concerns. Holy Father, we come to you this day knowing that you care for us. You care for us in ways that we can't even imagine. You care for us in ways big and small. We thank you for your love, a love that is transforming, a love that knows no bounds. And it is because of your care that we feel comfortable sharing our concerns with you because we know that you understand us, you care about us, and that no matter what obstacle we may face, you are bigger than them. We know that when we come to you in prayer, you will help lead us in paths that help build your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers this day. Lord, we raise to you Hunter, who is in need of a kidney transplant. We ask that not only will the transplant be successful, but that he will, will come to full healing and, and wholeness. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we raise to you Jack, who was admitted to the ICU this past week. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we continue to pray for Jesse, who is moving into assisted care and has mobility issues. Surround him with your love. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the Meredith family, that they will find peace and direction. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we raise to you Jane and Brittany. Surround them with your love. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we ask for your healing hand to be on Bentley, who is facing some possible surgery. Help him to be able to, uh, to have those surgeries. Help them to be successful. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Mark and that his medication will be effective. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we, we remember Salome this day and pray for a safe delivery for her baby, which is scheduled 
uh, very soon now. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Daniel and his walk with you. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we, we pray for Sharon, who is dealing with aplastic anemia. Help the doctors to be able to care for her in effective ways and, and, and be with her during this difficult time. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we, we lift to you all of those who are having cancer treatments currently. Uh, from Sonia's brother-in-law, uh, David, and, and Vicky's friend, uh, Rita. For Joyce, and for Susan, and, and for Betty. For Gary's sister, and for Trent. So many are battling cancer, Lord, and we just ask that their treatments would be effective and that the side effects of those treatments mild. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for all of those recovering from recent surgery, from uh, Debbie and Jesse, also for Dave's uh, father, uh, Ralph and for Susie, help them to continue to heal. Lord, in your mercy. Your and Lord, we pray for Melody, who will be having surgery on the 18th to remove a brain tumor. Lord, be with those surgeons. Lord, in your mercy. Your Lord, we, we ask now that you would hear each of our prayers that come deep from our hearts, Lord, as we raise them to you silently. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for this day, for this church. But most especially, we thank you for Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's moment?
so I can learn something too. And your mom doesn't have to come up there. I know I'm not sitting down there. You, you, you'd all be having the sermon right from there. All right. I need a volunteer. I love how quickly they volunteer for something. They have literally no idea what it is. All right. First hand us all. All right. Stand up. Turn around. All right. Now I'm going to stick a note on your back. I know this normally isn't a good thing when it happens at school, but... All right. All right. Now, turn around. I wrote something that I think is great about you on your back. What do you think I wrote? Any ideas? Would you like some help? All right. I need uh, a volunteer, but this is very important, a volunteer who can read. <laughs> it just occurred to me, the age group I'm working with. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Robert. All right. All right. Turn around. All right. Read that, Robert. All right. Turn back around. Now, Robert. Tell her what it says without using the words. All right? So what did it say on her back? Do you know? All right. So tell her what it says, but you can't use those words. You got to use some other words to tell her. Actually, you're doing a really good job. You're really doing a good job. All right. Now, take a look at what he's doing. What he, what's he doing? Smiling. Good job, Robert. All right, so what do you think I said I like about you on your back? Your smile. Good job. Oh, here, turn around. There we go. Good job, Robert. Very good. All right, let's do one more. Who wants to volunteer? All right. For Santa Saul. All right, turn around. There is a lot of trust in this right here. All right. Who wants to volunteer? Who can... All right, come up. All right. All right, turn around so we can read your back. All right, turn around. Now, try to tell him what it is that I like about him without using those words. Yes! Wow, that was, that was too quick. Yes, very nice. All right, good job. All right, so... Every single one of us has something that God loves about us. In fact, every one of us has lots of things God loves about us, right? 
Just sometimes we need other people maybe to help us see those great things about us, right? Because sometimes we don't see the nice things that we do or the great parts about us, right? Sometimes we focus on all the negative stuff about us, don't we? Like, mm, maybe I'm not very tall or maybe I'm not good at sports or maybe, uh, you know, I'm not very good at math. That was mine. But you know what? God doesn't focus on that. God focuses on all the other stuff. And God needs us to help people see the good stuff about them. Okay? So remember, when you go to school this week um, or you're out with your friends, make sure you point out at least one nice thing about uh, the people you're with. Right? It can be their smile. It can be their attitude. It can be how they help others. All right? But everybody has something nice. And everybody is loved by God, and we all need to help people see the wonderful things about themselves. Okay. Yeah. It is you. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we all have wonderful things about us. Just sometimes we, we don't always see the good things about ourselves, and we feel bad about ourselves. Lord, we just pray that we will, will be able to understand the wonderful things that we do, the wonderful qualities we have. And Lord, help us to point out those wonderful qualities in others. Thank you for making each of us unique and special. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. So uh, you guys can head off to, to Junior Church. now time for our offering. Uh, as most of you know, you can contribute as the, the plates are circulated through the pews. You can contribute by sending a contribution in the, the mail to 512 Main Street here at Groveport, or you can contribute online. Would the uh, ushers please come forward?
In response to your great love for us, gracious God, we joyfully and gratefully offer the fruits of our labors and our lives in these gifts. Bless and multiply them, we pray, that the transformative power of your love will be a reality in our neighborhood and our community. Amen. The, you may be seated. The second scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 24, again in the New, the new International Version. Now, when Jesus came to the area of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, Who do people say the human one is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. He said, And what about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, You are the Christ the Son of the living God. Then Jesus replied, Happy are you, son of Jonah, because no human has shown this to you. Rather, my Father, who is in heaven, has shown you. I tell you that you are Peter, and I'll build my church on this rock. The gates of the underworld won't be able to stand against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Anything you fasten on earth will be fastened in heaven. Anything you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. Then he ordered the disciples not to tell anybody that he was the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and legal, legal experts and that he had to be killed and raised on the third day. Then Peter took hold of Jesus, and scolding him, began to correct him. God, forbid, Lord, this won't happen to you. But he turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are the stone that could make me stumble, for you are not thinking God's thoughts, but human thoughts. Then Jesus said to his disciples, all who want to come after me must say no to themselves, take up their crosses, and follow me. Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of Scripture, we pray. Amen. A few years ago, we found ourselves at Nationwide Children's Hospital. My son Owen uh, was having surgery and he was gonna be in the hospital for about a week. And so as he was you know, in the hospital, people wanted to come visit and one of those people who wanted to visit was my brother who happens to work for Children's Hospital. And he works in 
what's called the foundation. They're the people who raise money. They're the people who find folks who want to put their names on the sides of buildings. They're also the people who Nancy worked for at one point in time long, long ago. But um, uh, so that's their job. And my brother uh, wanted to come over and see my son Owen. And so he would, would uh, come into the hospital and would sign in under the foundation and come up and visit. And then several of his co-workers wanted to come visit as well. And so they came in, signed in under the foundation and came in to see Owen in his room. Well, being that my brother's nephew was in the hospital, they wanted to be nice, and so they sent over some uh, tokens for the parking garage so we could park for free. They sent over like a little box of goodies. They sent some balloons, you know, all kinds of nice things. Well, this went on for about a week, as I said, and we got to the end of the week, and we were coming back from getting... Uh, uh, dinner and one of the nurses there at the nurse's station kind of waves us over and goes, we have a question for you. Who are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Richard Burke. Thank you very much. What, what are you talking about? They go, well, the foundation has been here six times to see you and they only come, come to, to visit people who are either uh, very famous or kind of wealthy, and we don't know who you are, so we're trying to figure out, are you somebody famous we should know, or do you have a lot of money? <laughs> to which I said, well, it's the money part because I'm a United Methodist pastor. <laughs> we go, we're, we're neither. His uncle works for them. And they, it's so funny, they all go, oh, we knew you weren't anybody important, you know. <laughs> Now, they didn't say that, but uh, um, it was funny. Who are you? Who are you? That's not a question somebody asks you all the time. But that's a question that Jesus raised with his disciples as they were in the region of Caesarea Philippi. He began the conversation by asking all of the disciples, including Simon Peter, who we've been looking at here in the last couple of weeks. And he asked them this question. He says, who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do people say I am? And the disciples, they, they give all sorts of, of answers. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, maybe one of the prophets. And then Jesus looked at his disciples and he said this, who do you think I am? But the disciples were all kind of looking at each other, but our buddy Simon Peter, he speaks up. He says, you're the Messiah. The son of the living God. And Jesus goes, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. You know, as I think of Jesus' question, it leads really to another one. 
as we think about who is Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, our Savior. Jesus, the one who came to forgive our sins and to give us the hope of everlasting life. When we think about who Jesus is, it then leads to another question. Who am I? Who are we? Who are we that the Son of God would care enough about us to die on a cross to forgive our sins? You know, when I think about how I view myself, I find that I have little trouble in finding all of the things that I do wrong, all the problems with me, right? It's like when you own a house, right? You know all the problems with the house, but when somebody else comes to your house, they don't see it, right? They see all the good things. And it's sort of like with us, right? We know all of the problems, and we, we tend to focus on those problems, on those negative things. And if we were to ask other people, many times those negative things, those things about us that we don't like, others would just not even notice. But you know what? God knows all about us. God knows every single thing about you. Think about that for a second. Every thought you've had, every action you've taken or didn't take, every single thing about you, God knows. And yet he still loves you more than you can ever possibly understand. You know, we, we often have little trouble believing God is gracious to other people. But sometimes we, we just have a hard time believing that God could possibly accept us. We sometimes have a hard time accepting the fact that Jesus came and died for us and that there is no fine print somewhere. That there, there is no catch to it. That God's grace shown through Jesus Christ is available to all. And all we must do is accept it. My friends, God knows our hearts. And he expects that we will stumble and falter and, and make some mistakes. Yet he still loves us. Psalm 103.8 says this. It says, the Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become angry and full of constant love. The Apostle Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians, he says, That God, or Jesus told him, after he had said, Jesus, I'm, I'm, 
I'm a worthless person. This is what Jesus said. He said, my grace is all you need, for my power is greatest when you are weak. In other words, I am most happy. Or, I'm sorry, Paul says, I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. What, what Paul's saying here is that God is most seen in our lives when, he, it, it, when we are weakest, because that is when God's power is most manifest. My friends, know this, that the church is not a place for perfect people, but for those who are going on to perfection. None of us are perfect. None of us are without flaws. None of us are without sin. Not one of us. Yet Jesus loves each and every one of us more than we can ever imagine. So know this, that you are loved and accepted here at this church and more importantly, you are loved and accepted by Jesus just as you are. Because God loves you how you are, and he wants to make you better. So no matter what you've done, no matter uh, uh, how you feel about yourself, know that God is crazy about you and that Jesus wants to be in your life and through relationship with Christ, through accepting God's grace shown through his life, death, and glorious resurrection, you can find peace and hope in this life and hope for life eternal. Your sins can be forgiven. New life can be yours. Who am I? Who am I? That's the question that we as Christians need to ponder in our hearts because it is why our faith is so wonderful.
We are his. Never forget who, whose you are. As you live in this world in which 
Oftentimes, people, people may highlight your flaws. We live in a world where people may only see you as useful if you help them to their ends. Know that God loves you for who you are and that you are important just because you are. Go in peace. Amen. Please stand for our Sunday morning.